Are you ready to give your employees and customers smooth, secure digital experiences? Then you need Ping Identity as an identity security pioneer. Ping champions your unique identity so your employees can be productive rock stars and your customers can engage with your brand wherever and however they want with lovable digital experiences. I'm the chief identity champion and I'm here to help. Visit pingidentity.com today. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I am here joined today by Phoenix Gonzalez, the co-founder and inventor of Silt. Uh, Fee, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me on, Laurel. It's nice to hear your voice. (laughs) Always a pleasure. Um, Tell us, what is Silt? Let's start there. Silk is an innovative beauty brand. Uh, We invented uh, the pillow sleeve. So like a pillowcase, a little different. It's open-ended and uh, the front is a silk or satin material and the back is an anti-slip jersey and it's meant to fit over a standard queen or king pillow. And uh, I remember when you started this company, you sent me one and I was like, what is this magic? Because I woke (laughs) up and my skin and my hair just looked so phenomenal. So can you talk a little bit to the properties that make uh, the silk pillowcase what it is? Yeah. So silk, an age old uh, beauty secret. It's been around for centuries. So I don't know if anybody's ever read the book, The Silk Road. Um, But basically silk as a uh, as a material is a natural uh, material that is that has 18 amino acids. So when I say it has 18 amino acids, the actual proteins in the fiber, because it's um, it's a natural occurring fiber in the universe, um, silk basically has amino acids in that in the proteins of the fiber that actually are restorative for your skin and your hair. So very, very great for, uh, you know, reducing fine lines and wrinkles for people who are like kind of, you know, looking towards like, what's my future age going to look like, you know, in terms of maintaining their skin and their health. It's great for people who are older. It's great for hot flashes and sweats, cold sweats. It's great for acne. It's great for rosacea. And, you know, the reality is silk as a, as a fiber is um, it's got a very small fiber, so it doesn't latch onto the hair either and break the hair when you sleep. So very healing properties inside of silk and satin, which is the vegan version, the man-made version is great for retaining the skin's hair and moisture as well. It doesn't have the 18 amino acids, but it definitely is kind of that man-made version of silk. 
it's pretty incredible the results, like the difference. And I know you've, got, you've done a lot of personal testing and, and you obviously have a ton of customers that have tested and, and give you the most incredible reviews. But I feel like this used to be like a best kept Hollywood secret. Is that true? It is. So it's, um, and it goes back, like it goes back really far in like the history of Hollywood and beauty for women. And it's so shocking that it's something that's become um, more relevant in today's day and age. But women have been using silk since the dawn of time to sleep on, you know, and I know a lot of women who, who are customers and men too, who are like, my mom always told me or my grandmother always told me to sleep on silk and I would laugh at them. But the reality is like, yeah, people, women of all ages for a very long time, many, many centuries have been sleeping on silk uh, to retain that skin and hair moisture and just kind of that overall beauty benefit. It's pretty amazing. And now as a black woman, I know that you wrap your, you used to wrap your hair and that's kind of the foundation of this story. So can you take us back in time to the aha moment of, oh my God, I need to create this product? Yeah. So um, I grew up in a black family where it was predominantly women. So we all, uh, we used to do our hair together on the weekends and watch old black and white movies and cook. So I watched a lot of vintage black and white movies growing up. And we all used to tie our hair with silk scarves throughout the week to save the hairdo because we'd be pressing and perming and roller setting. So as I grew up, um, you know, I, I had long curly hair. I cut it off recently, but I had long curly hair and my hair, as I got older, I started to find it was drying out. And I was asking myself, like, why is this happening? And so my younger sister, um, she said to me, well, I'm sleeping on silk and I'm finding that my hair is like, I'm waking up and going. And I was like, huh. And I was like, well, I used tied my hair my whole life. So that kind of makes sense. And she was like, the biggest problem she was having was that it kept the silk all around on a pillowcase kept sliding off when she woke up in the morning. And when I started to do research, a lot of women online had the same comment. They loved sleeping on silk, but they felt like every morning they'd wake up and the pillow would be off, you know, the pillow sleeve or the pillowcase would be off of the pillow. So I mm-hmm. tied my headscarf around my pillow because I was like, well, I don't want to spend money on a silk pillowcase if it's just going to fall off. Why don't I just use a head tie and tie it around my pillow? And I did that because I'm married now and I didn't want to wake up next to my husband uh, with a head scarf on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, you know, so and one so, morning. Go ahead. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, one morning my husband um, laughed at me when we woke up because, again, I was complaining that the headscarf was like bunched up in the middle of the pillow. So I was having the opposite effect of it falling off the pillow. And so mm. he he was going to Guitar Center because outside of being a tech person, he uh, plays music. And he said, well, why don't you make yourself something? And how about I drop you at the fabric store? So I literally went to Moods of LA, which is a store here in LA that I shop for fabric at. And I went and um, I I'm a very thrifty girl. So I bought some ends of silk fabrics at a discount. And then I found this Jersey back, this like a rayon Jersey back or, or like fabric. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I can make that the back of the fabric. And so I cut, I got them to cut some fabric. I came home, I cut it out and I'm not a seamstress and I will never profess to be a seamstress, but I pinned the top and the bottom. And I, when I finished pinning it, I looked at it and I was like, huh, this is kind of like a tube top. And uh, so <laughs> Joe looked at me like, are you sure about this? I was like, no, I think I like this. So I, um, I went on Yelp and I found a seamstress that's uh, in the in the North Hollywood area of California. And I called her and she said, yeah, it was a Saturday. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. I drove over to her house with my little, you know, tube top and the pillow that or the makings yep. of. <laughs> and I tried to explain Amazing. to her. Yeah, I mean, it was 
one of those crazy things where I tried to explain to her what I was looking for. And she looked at me like, well, people don't just come to me for uh, uh, an invention. They come to me to sew something. So um, when she finally got what I was looking to make, she made it. And she said to me when I picked it up, she's like, you're going to come back and ask me to sew one side. And I didn't because I knew what I wanted. And I took it with me to travel to a convention in Las Vegas just to kind of beta test it. Mm -hmm. And then I, for seven days, had amazing hair. Nobody at the hotel touched my hair, my pillow. And um, when I came home, I called my business partner and um, she, or who would become my business partner and showed her what I'd done. And she came from a a black and white family as well. So she totally got it. And um, here we are two years later. So incredible. I mean, it really does go to show you that the best inventions are built out of necessity. You had a problem, you found the solution, and now you have a booming business because of it, which is just incredible. Yeah, Laurel, it's amazing. Um, I've always been like a little like tinkerer, inventor of my of my whole life, but never taken anything from like invention or, or idea to prototype to mass production. And this was the first time that I said to myself, like, I'm not going to let this invention not get out the door. I really felt like this was something that I needed to like take to fruition because I had done so many things. Like I did this twisty board in the past for like that you stand on that you can twist on for your abs. And then they came out with one. Then I came up with like this like whole (laughs) underwear line of like long, like those tall slinky underwear that uh, celebrities wear like, you know, with bra tops. And I made a pattern for it. And the next thing you know, it was like on the cover of every magazine. And Joe looked at me. He was like, oh, I'm like, I know. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So you weren't going to let this one pass you by. I no, love it. No way. <laughs> I love it. And so go back in time. And like, was there a moment that you found that in the history of this brand? Because it's only been around, what, two or three years now? Yeah. Yeah. Two years, yeah. Yeah, two years. Yeah. You had, uh, did you, have you had like an Oprah aha moment where you're like, holy shit, this is really going to work and we're going to take off and this is going to be a brand that's going to make money and do really good for, for women and men's hair and faces in the world. Yeah. So, um, when we came up with the idea, 2017 was kind of prototyping, gave it to some friends, did an Indiegogo, uh, our friends supported us, but 2018 was that moment. So we had, um, we had first been approached by some investors, uh, about five guys who wanted to invest for 50% of the business. And I said, no way. Like my partner, myself, actually, Sandra and myself talked about it. And we were like, you know, um, we don't know what this is going to be. So let's wait. And about two months later, or not even two months, within the time that we were talking to them, to be honest, a person from FabFitFun reached out to us and said, uh, I have the product because it was a friend of Sandra's. And she was like, I think this would be great for the box. Would you guys be interested in doing the box? Can I introduce you to them? And FabFitFun was kind of that first inkling that the, that we were on to like something really big. And uh, they automatically said, like, would you guys be in the box? We'd like want like a million to two million units. And I think Sandra and myself fell off our, feet, our seat because we're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit, this is going to work. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of, it was scary. Like as an entrepreneur who hasn't taken funding for this business yet, it was scary at first because here's this massive brand. You haven't built brand recognition yet. And they're already asking you for like a million to 2 million units. One, how are you going to fund it? How are you going to support the growth and scale that comes along with an opportunity like that? Um, And we really had to like take it in baby steps because it was, um, it was definitely that aha moment that this could really get out of hand really fast. And are we prepared? 
I love it. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, I want you to give us some tips and tricks for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that might be listening in. So stay tuned. Are you ready to give your employees and customers smooth, secure digital experiences? Then you need Ping Identity as an identity security pioneer. Ping champions your unique identity so your employees can be productive rock stars and your customers can engage with your brand wherever and however they want with lovable digital experiences. I'm the chief identity champion and I'm here to help. Visit pingidentity.com today. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Hi, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you are just now tuning in, I am chatting with my dear friend, Phoenix Gonzalez, co-founder and inventor of Silked. Um, Fee, before the break, we were talking about kind of your journey to success and this big order that you got from uh, the FabFit thumb boxes and, and how you were really kind of had to figure out, like, how do we scale up in a really um, lean way? Because you can't provide you can't create a hundred or a million units, you know, when you're a baby startup brand with no funding. So yeah. how did you get through that phase? And can you kind of focus on things that entrepreneurs can do who might be listening in, in the same position? Okay. So, um, a couple of things we did. One, um, we, we, rec- we recognized that the day would come that we, we would be able to work with FabFitFun. So we nurtured the relationship and um, we realized quite quickly that it's, it's okay to say not now. Mm. Um, and I think that's a really scary thing because a lot of times in life is kind of like that Eminem um, song, you only get one shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do with that one shot? Like, do you go for it and potentially succeed or fall flat on your face? Or do you nurture that one shot and make it something that, you can scale into. So um, I don't think there's one size fits all for entrepreneurs. I think that it's really about listening to your gut and being honest with where you're at in your business. Um, And that was a big thing that we had to do. Like we couldn't, we couldn't afford to do a million to 2 million units when we were asked in, in 2018. Uh, But at the end of 2018, we were able to commit to a thousand units as a test. And that's when we first got our first start with FabFitFun. I love that. I think that's such a great and important lesson. I mean, you get faced with all of these amazing opportunities and also, you know, pains and pitfalls and the combination of both are what make you a strong entrepreneur. But I think your point of being able to say the, the word no or not right now and still build those relationships because you knew long term that it was going to be something huge for the brand is a great lesson. I think most entrepreneurs, they just they, they can't get out of their own way and they either say yes to something that they shouldn't have too early on and it, it frankly fucks up the brand or they say mm-hmm. no to something that could have really moved the needle for them, right? Yeah, I totally agree. I think having had his first my first startup that I still am a part of today, you know, that's my first baby. Um, I learned, there's a lot of things I learned from that startup that really helped me apply that methodology to this startup. Yeah, I mean, and and also, I think doing a test was that your suggestion or was that FabFitFun's suggestion? 
So it's interesting. I mean, every company works differently, but FabFitFun has different arms of their business. So they have um, they have the box collection, which is the big opportunity, but they also have smaller opportunities and they're really focused on working with female brands. So they're really trying to find different ways to um, support their customer in experiencing new brands and new products and also helping, you know, female entrepreneurs. So they came to us and they said, well, if you're not willing to do the box, are you interested in doing our add-ons program? And we were like, oh, what's the add-ons program? We had no idea. So the add-ons program is a program where basically they will come to you and they will buy a certain amount of your product and you both negotiate and agree on what amount that is that becomes a part of when members order the box that they can do add-ons. So um, they can buy at different quantities. They don't have to buy at the million to two million quantities. And so for us, we were like, well... We could t- bite the bullet and start with a thousand units and ask them, could you guys start with a thousand units with us? And they said, yeah, let's do it. They'd always wanted silk as a product for their end consumer. So they really, you know, they worked with us and we were creative and we did a thousand unit um, run as a test. And um, Sandra, God bless her heart, um, has been, um, the, I've been the inventor and she has been um you know, a big reason why financially we were able to get off the ground. Um, you know, she came to the table with, you know, funding of her own that um, she invested with alongside me. And hey, you know, we took that we took that first opportunity and said, okay, let's see what happens. And it paid off in a big way. In a big way. I mean, you guys are crushing it right now. And also, I think that that test proved to you as well as to the FabFitFun family. Ooh, that was a quite, quite an alliteration. <laughs> FabFitFun family. Try saying that 18 times fast. Um, that there was a demand for the product, right? That's the, that's the exciting thing that I think really came out of this was that you, you really had um, kind of proof of concept, not that you hadn't had it prior, but this was starting to scale up and the, the FabFitFun test, I mean, you guys were like, you sold out how quickly on that one? It was like insane, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, from what we got, cause they're very data driven and that's a great thing about working with, um, with, with newer brands, they're very data driven and in a, in a digital way. So, um, they were able to tell like within, I think it was like 24 to 48 hour, we had a complete sell through on that thousand units. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Um, and so now you've been doing some interesting, I mean, I want to call them drops, right? Because they're like, they're specific runs of new fabrics, right? And I feel like that's kind of a hot model these days is like to drop a new sneaker that only has a certain number of units or a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or whatever. Was that a methodology that was intentional or did that just kind of happen because you only could get so much of each remnant? So um, I and Sandra, we both are big avid thrift shop like we love to thrift. So Mm. I'm totally as a, as an individual in life, I care about the amount of waste I contribute to in the world when it comes to, you know, fabrics and, and furniture and all of those things. So when I went out to look for fabric for silk, uh, in the beginning, before I went to Sandra, I went to specifically to the ends because I wanted something that was almost done, but that was something that was just sitting on the shelves for a really long time. Cause I really truly believe that every one of us has our job in life. And I feel like what I've taken on is my job is about being Mm eco-sustainable and really contributing to less fabric waste in the world uh, because I'm a woman and I love fabric (laughs) and I love the things that I can wear. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so, you know, Sandra and myself really looked at that as a model and said, wait a second, like on our solid side, 
like we'll have a vendor that we work with specifically here in the United States that, you know, we get our fabrics from China, but we have a family that works here in the United States with us on our, our fabrics for the solid side. But on the eco-sustainable side, we just went to every local vendor in LA and made a friendship. We just started building relationships. Uh, we would go in there, they would hold certain fabrics for us and we would buy as much as we could on limited runs. And we just made our eco-sustainable side of our, our brand all about exclusive limited runs. It just makes our customers feel like they're getting something special and they know that it's unique to them because when it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Also from a marketing perspective, it's really smart. I mean, it creates a sense of urgency. Um, and like you said, when it's gone, it's gone. So you better, you better buy when it's available. Um, it gives you something to talk about. It gives you such new and interesting, different um, just creative elements to the brand. I just thought it was a really smart approach. I didn't, I didn't know if it was intentional or if it was just because you only had so much available, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've made a point of not like we could produce, um, prints if we wanted to, but, um, I just have always felt like, why, why do we want to do that when there's so, I mean, there's, there's, fabric across the world that's just been sitting. I mean, there's a fabric vendor here in LA that we work with that for since the 1970s, we were buying fabrics that are from the 1970s that have been sitting in his warehouse since the 1970s. His parents passed the business on to him, you know, and he's selling the same fabrics and they're just gorgeous fabrics that we've been able to, you know, make some really unique things with. We did pillow sleeves with them and we've also done masks. I love that. I think it's so important the the eco sustainable piece. Not only is it really authentic to who you are as a leader and just as a person in the world, but I think the relevance for what the our society is is looking for mm-hmm. from brands to stand to take a stand and say, you know, we can make beautiful things and we can make them good for the environment and we can just do better. I think is also a really important conversation that you decided to have very intentionally with the brand. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so um, I watched a documentary on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it, but um, and I have, and I also have a dear friend who is very much um, a thought leader on on this topic as well. And it takes like seven thousand, I think it's seven something like seven thousand gallons of water to produce one cotton T-shirt. So when you wow. think about the amount of waste just to produce one cotton T-shirt, it's it's sickening to me to think that why would we not be using what's out there before we go out and start the limited amount of resources we have in today's age? Why would we be wasting those resources when there's a ton of stuff out there already that's made that needs a home? Mm, it's so true. It really is. But it also, I mean, I know that it wasn't your intention from a marketing perspective to, to, to think about it as, um, you know, a selling point, because it's just kind Mm -hmm. of core to who you are. But it is exactly what people want to see. They want to see the beautiful brands, they want to see brands that, you know, are taking a stand for something. And I don't think it's just a millennial generation anymore. I think that we are recognizing the need for this across every single channel. So again, I I think it's amazing that it, it was kind of intentional, but also just kind of core to who you are. Yeah, I, I think in I think when you're own when you own a business and you invent something, you really it starts with with your inspiration. But it, the inspiration is core to who you are. Um, the rest Absolutely. of it, if you're on the right path, the rest of it's going to fall into place. And what you're talking about when it comes to being, you know, where we are in society when it comes to being eco sustainable, being conscious about waste and all of those things, that was um, that was just perfect alignment with who we already were as individuals. Um, so I okay. think that you know, when you invent things, I think that's the the right message comes along with your invention because it's true to your heart, right? Absolutely. Uh, We're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back. 
Are you ready to give your employees and customers smooth, secure digital experiences? Then you need Ping Identity as an identity security pioneer. Ping champions your unique identity so your employees can be productive rock stars and your customers can engage with your brand wherever and however they want with lovable digital experiences. I'm the chief identity champion and I'm here to help. Visit pingidentity.com today. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. All right, guys, thanks for sticking with us. And if you're just tuning in, I am chatting with my dear friend, Phoenix Gonzalez, co-founder and inventor of Silk. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were talking about the eco-sustainable part and how that was just kind of who you are. Um, And my my next question is, you know, I know that you do this like thrifting. You you actually have a show called She Thrifts, She Scores, right? And it's all about, (laughs) it's basically my nightmare, but I love that you're so into it. how much of being in that world do you think has tied in with the success of the brand and the ethos of the brand? Uh, well, first and foremost, it's a, it's a core common um, value and thing that brought Sandra and myself that much closer together as founders because oh, she's a thrifter both, too. Yeah. So we both come from single parent families. Um, we both mm. grew up with our moms and I know for me just, you know, as Sandra, you know, are both, I know my mother specifically, as well as Sandra's, you know, was really into um, being thrifty. And whether that meant food thrifty, uh, you know, fashion thrifty, just thrifty, because you grew up in a second, a single parent family. So that as a core, um, a common thread between Sandra and myself, uh, was really um, a great way for us to be able to build a business. And prior to Sandra starting this business, she already was doing upcycling. So she was getting silk jewelry, Mm -hmm. cleaning it up, and upcycling it and had a partner and they were on Etsy doing that. So, you know, Sandra and myself, together. I had had an antique store before I was doing estate sales. She was doing her upcycling. So coming together and doing this business, um, it was just, it was a natural fit. Like it was an evolution of who we were as individuals and as friends. You're just like the amazing cross section between the two of you is, is incredible. And how you started, you are like the, the most unique Um, I I don't know that you're this amazing cross section of technology and the knowledge that you have there. And then the retail side and the upcycling piece and the spirituality. I just think you're such a unique character. I just love love you. You know that already. Um, Let's let's focus on the spirituality. Can we tell people about your personal journey and how you kind of got to this place of being the Phoenix? Okay. So I'm going to try not to cry this time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I think it's really interesting because Phoenix is not my birth name. Um, I actually literally died in 1996 in a car accident. 
Um, I flatlined on the way to the hospital and spent six months in a medicated coma. And um, I was pregnant, lost the baby. And uh, I spent six years of my life learning to read to walk and talk and write and do everything all over again because I had brain surgery, I had damaged my arm, I had injured my pelvis. And so in that in that kind of space of rehabilitation, I had um, looked back on my journey and I'd always been God-fearing because I grew up Catholic and I went to you know Catholic school and did my first communion and my confirmation. And so I was very much in, you know, I let's say indoctrinated into the Catholic Catholicism. And after my car accident, I kind of moved away from it because I started to wake up to the idea that um, it's not about organized religion, but it's about spiritual journey. And I think I credit some of that to the fact that when I woke up from the, 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 the coma, I had an overwhelming sense of God and people kept asking me like, did you see the light when you died? Did you, did you see God? Did you see, did you see anything? And I was like, no, but I do know that like I had this overwhelming feeling. It was almost like earth, like vibration, like a really strong vibration that this was God. And I was completely being divinely designed. Um, and I say that in a couple of different ways because pre-car accident, um, I grew up on the streets. I was on the streets since I was 15 years old. My mom and myself parted ways, although we're best friends, and she's like the light in my life. Um, as a single parent, she just couldn't deal with a child who was thought they were an adult at 15. So um, <laughs> I, bu- I booked it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, here I am. Uh having done many things in my life that I don't want to, well, we could talk about another time, but um, definitely made me who I am. But uh, the spirituality of it was that, you know, after the car accident and I realized that, you know, it wasn't about organized religion. I, I had this chance meeting one day where I walked past a store and the store was a vintage store. And I literally, something called me to walk in the store. And when I walked in the store, I met this man who had a patch on his eye and literally was like, I've been waiting for you. And it was like, kind of like my matrix moment where you take the red (laughs) pill or the blue pill. (laughs) Which pill did you take? Well, I, well, it's interesting. I actually, um, so I thought I took, I, I, Thought I was taking the blue pill, but I was actually taking the red pill. So I definitely like eyes wide open after um, after that experience because he gave me a book, sent me on my way, and never asked me to come back. But I I took about six months to like digest that book because it was part of my cognitive therapy. And um, after that six months, I went on a four year journey of like just digesting all of the spiritual information and realizing that like I went back to school to the school of spirituality as opposed to the physical school school, which I no longer could study. I was studying engineering before the car accident, which is Mm -hmm. so strange. And, um, and here I am, you know, like 20 something years later, I, I became a part of that religion. And then again, realized that it's not about organized religion. It's about spirituality and about your own self mastership. And I met my husband in that religion. And here we are many years later, we're not a part of that religion, but we are very God-fearing spiritual people who really take the practices of all spiritual religions. Um, We take bits and parts of all of them because when you think about God and I think about spirituality, he had to make all these different religions so that he could 
so each and every individual, a soul in this world could find him. It's not about those organized religion. It's literally that there had to be a, a, a there's a common thread, which is spirituality. Mm-hmm. So people, mm-hmm. I know we all, a lot of us get lost in religion and some people may disagree with me and that's okay. But the reality is God made us in his likeness and he had to make, and we are all different. So he had to make many different religions so that we could ultimately find the principle of spirituality and the rest is your journey. It's up to you. I love it. Well, your journey has certainly been unique to say the least. I think that might be the understatement of the century. Um, But I think the through line in all of this is that you stayed really true to yourself and you just, you knew what you had um, from the moment you were in that accident and out of, out of the coma, you, you knew that you had this one moment to kind of rebirth and reimagine your life in the way that you wanted it. And you've certainly done that, um, both with this company, Silk, and then also Dot Studio Pro, which is a completely opposite company, <laughs> all tech-based. It just blows my mind. I don't even know. I honestly don't think that she sleeps, guys. Like, I really don't think she does. I don't know where you have the time to do all the things that you do. Um, so we only have about a minute left. I can't believe our conversations just go so quickly um, when we chat because there's so much to talk about. We need to do like an hour show, just you and me, I think, but that's for another okay. day. Um, <laughs> what are the big takeaways? Like what is the, what are the big lessons? Like if you could talk to the younger version of yourself starting this business, what would you say or would you say anything or do anything differently? Um, I wouldn't do anything differently at this point, but if I was giving, if I'm giving advice and because I sit on the board of step up and I, you know, I do a lot of mentoring. Um, I would say that the biggest thing is it's okay to pivot in life. Um, you don't have to be stuck on one thing. I think, um, exploration is really important to, to personal growth, professional growth and spiritual growth. Um, I think it's okay to say no and to also be forgiving of yourself. And my last, last thing is um, if you are really clear with the universe about what it is you're trying to manifest, whether it's I want a blue Mercedes Benz that's sky blue with tan leather interior and zero miles and I want it for this price and you take a picture of it and put it on your phone and look at it every day, you best believe you're going to get it. So that's pretty much if the principle for life. If you want something, you better get pretty darn specific with the universe about what you want in order for it to actually come through. I love it. It's the law of attraction. And I, I just wonder what I was asking for that attracted you to me. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm sure glad I did. I'm sure glad I manifested the hell out of you. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you guys. I mean, you, your team, your team is amazing, by the way. I, um, I'm i so, so inspired by your team. And I pray that one day that Sandra, myself, grow this business, that we have a team like yours. You guys are amazing. You're, you're going to manifest. I mean, you're just, I'm just watching you grow exponentially every single week, every single month. And uh, it's just been an honor to watch your journey. So thank you for being on the show today, Fee. Thank you, Laurel. Thank you so much. It was so great being on. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And stay tuned for more Elevate Your Brand coming up next. Are you ready to give your employees and customers smooth, secure digital experiences? Then you need Ping Identity. As an identity security pioneer, Ping champions your unique identity so your employees can be productive rock stars and your customers can engage with your brand wherever and however they want with lovable digital experiences. I'm the chief identity champion and I'm here to help. Visit pingidentity.com today. 
Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it.